They're spooky. They're bitches. They're the spooky bitches of Lubbock. And they're coming to YouTube September 2019. Follow the Spooky Six as they navigate the alternative art scene in Lubbock, Texas. If you love Halloween, art, Lubbock, and the things that go bump in the night, follow the Spooky Six on Facebook and Instagram. They're not basic bitches. They're spooky bitches. I don't know what voice I'm doing. I'm, I'm uh, doing a voice. Uh, it's it's like a, a barker at a booth at Toy Fa- International Toy Fair. I'm like uh, Don Pardo after he got his wisdom teeth pulled. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's what I am. Uh, yeah, you, but you're right. I'm that too. Uh, I'm also Andrew Farmer, and I believe you are also the Jedi Cole Houston. Is that correct? I am indeed. Ah, uh, see, I'm, I've got some. I've got some facilities. About my my wits are about me tonight. I'm ready to record a show. I feel like uh, I feel like we can't. We, we we're gonna come in strong after talk of dispo or indestructible heads and the fact that Jericho has to enter the body and turn around like a revolving door in order to function. Uh, weird show last week, but poignant. We have who knew who knew how weird eye powers were. <laughs> That's so true. And now we're gonna set our sights on something a little different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to start this uh, with a with a really sad admission. Um, so last week was San Diego Comic Con, and um, they dropped so much crazy, crazy information on us. Uh, exciting, fun. Um, <laughs> the Marvel Universe, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe panel was banana crackers. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, all the the DC talk and and all of the you know. The just craziness that came out comic book wise and movie wise. And, um, I sat alone in a, um, hotel room on the outskirts of Toledo, Ohio. That sounds very sad. It would, it only gets sadder because on my phone screen, I watched the entirety of the Marvel legends panel. Um, that's it. I didn't watch any of the other panels, so I didn't watch any, any the Marvel Cinematic Universe panel, I didn't watch any of like the Kirkman X Men panel, you know, any of the other exciting uh, conversations that were happening. I only watched the Marvel Legends panel, <laughs> um, and uh, it was really, really interesting. Um, and one of the things that ties into what we're going to be talking about today is just how far the toys that are based on the movies, which is the mass majority of what they're making now is toys based on movies. Let's oh, just, yes. um, just how far those toys have come from even, even a year and a half ago and where they're going to go in a year and a half. And, you know, Cole was, you know, serendipitously reached out and said, hey, you know, th- this is, this is the show I want to do next week. Um, and Cole, what's that show 
about? Well, this show is – are you talking about this show or this the show, show. next week? This, <laughs> this show. I got lost somewhere in the preamble. It's all right. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about, I, I wanted to talk about effectively uh, Hollywood Toylandia. Yes. We, we visited Toylandia many times. And this is, uh, before the, the rest of the letters, it originally spelled out Hollywood Toylandia. And then they changed it to Hollywood Land, and then they finally changed it to Hollywood. The, the uh, people were, off. Yeah, it just, bits of it, they, they just kept moving letters over uh, to the more structurally sound posts. And people were confused about what that meant until now. Yeah, now they know. We, 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 we are truth bringers. At the end of the day, we bring the truth to the people. Yes, indeed. So I, I wanted to talk about, you know, right now we're in this, what we've termed the Tanzanite age of comic book movies, and subsequently the Tanzanite age of comic book movie-related toys. So for collectors, this is a truly, it is an age of wonders. It is. If you watch that Marvel Legends panel, it is an age of goddamn wonders. Holy shit. And I think nothing typifies this so much as like this. There's this one dude who's like in this movie and he's like talks a lot. He's like really uh, hyperactive and he tells the whole story of a lot of stuff and kind of does the whole thing in a very short montage that's narrated by this one guy, Luis. And Luis from the Ant-Man films as we speak, because I've seen people who have found these in the wild already, little yeah. bastards, you can get the Luis action figure in a two-pack with ghosts. Well, and what's really and cool... Go ahead. It's amazing that this is the character that gets a toy. Well, and I think that a lot of it... Okay, so I think a lot of what we're currently seeing is the result of an agreement with Marvel they finally got the agreement about a year and a half ago with with the Marvel you know send the Disney Marvel cinematic people to send the likenesses in in you know 3D mapping to Hasbro and allow them to use that for the creation of their toys so yeah. you know if you have a unique visage or if you are rememberable or if you're a star you can get a toy made out of you, and now they're saying that they've doubled the points. They basically doubled the, the reference points from a year and a half ago, and the figures that are coming this year are going to blow your mind in comparison to the figures that have come out last year. And I'm going to tell you, the figures that come out last year have pretty much blown our mind. We, oh, absolutely, they, and they're far and away from five or ten years ago. Oh, yeah, and they're, and they're leaps and bounds from... 20 or 30 years ago when we came up and started collecting oh and and what, and what a good jumping off point because we need to talk about what i am going to pinpoint as the earliest movie tie-in uh, comic movie tie-in toy okay i'm i'm here for and it. i i was surprised to see that nobody marketed superman the movie right or its subsequent sequels nobody you know the superman was kind of a giveaway and, and people weren't thinking like that yet, even with the kind of hit-and-miss successes that were out there. Then along comes a potential failure when studios got serious about um, 
comic movies. Okay. And I'm talking about one Batman. Well, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, don't there. even get me. I can turn around right now. I, I knew that and, you could. And I've got uh, the original Batcave bought from Hills, as well as the Batmobile and the Batwing bought from Hills, as well as my <laughs> original um, three and four, four, we'll call them four inches. They weren't three and yeah. three quarter. They were about four inch Batman. And um, yes, this yes, sir. This was Biz, who was already <laughs> producing Marvel and, to a smaller degree, DC Comics figures. Right. They take the Batman movie logo, that font with the, the gilded edges, and they give you not one, not two, but three heads in running changes on Batman himself. And I think they all had different, like, they were all variations, and I think that they were all different. They had different the, actions, I think, too. Well, actually, the original Bat Rope Batman yes. had what we called the uh, the chin, the Keaton, and it's been so long, I can't remember the third variation, but the uh, the Keaton had the, they softened the chin, but the original release had this just, you know, cinder block square <laughs> chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we're like, that's not Batman. And he had a, uh, a spring-loaded reel built inside the body, and you would grab the belt. Uh-huh. And give it a yank, and it was like some sort of weird speaking spell that would then just like shoot Batman up the thing. Well, and, and But he, there was no one for him to carry and complain that they weighed yeah, more than well, 100 that, That's what I was going to say. That's the built-in action is the is the scene where he fat shames. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's, her, what's the actress? Vicky Vale. Yeah, right, right. like one of the thinnest women in Hollywood. He's fat shaming her, you know, like, and they're, that's what they're going to put in as the action move for Batman. I do think he came with a batarang, maybe. He did come with a giant ass batarang and a giant ass uh, grappling gun. Right, he had a grapnel gun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now you're now you're coming you're coming around my way because holy shit, that's what that's what started this whole thing. <laughs> that's what started the 100 plus Marvel Legend collection that I have behind me oh trust me I was not going how many places in my studio can I look around and say I wasn't going to collect that and I've got I don't know how many I've got at least 50 uh, Marvel Legends now right I wasn't going to do Marvel Legends and it would have been very very easy for. and you know okay so I do have to say this though my favorite figure in the entire line of the Batman, the, the the 1989 Batman movie figures, was the Bob the Goon figure. Oh, yes, I almost forgot to mention Bob the Goon, because the Joker figure, they weren't even trying. No, that didn't look anything like, yeah, no. It, it, and it had the, uh, the rare variant spit curl version that somebody ripped me off on in a trade one time. Because I didn't, in my haste to add it to my inventory, I didn't notice that it had been opened and re- <laughs> repainted resealed. Re- resealed yeah uh, because then all of a sudden everybody wanted the when they initially came out there was like a, two little swatches of paint right on the forehead uh, to make it look like the Joker's hair was unkempt or something and that became for about a year something that people wanted and then today I, I doubt anyone cares it's 
There's so many things that people obsessed over. Well, they still do. Yeah. Purple hair, Psylocke, um, you know, sure. like like uh, Boba Fett's rocket. I guess people still... Uh, but then there are things that went by the wayside, and then sort of a non-sequitur here, the uh, initial packaging on Power of the Force 2 figures with the point zero zero versus point zero one and there were people who just were obsessed over that and nowadays you mention that nobody even knows what you're talking about right right which is i predicted back then would be the case sure but anyway movie figures yes my friend batman 89 started an obsession that has continued to this day and what's amazing, we spoke, of course, of the uh, awkward accessories that came with the various variations of that um, Batman figure. Batman jet belt there. <laughs> yeah. What is amazing, let's just fast forward a couple of dozen years to Hot Toys. Oh, my God. This Japanese company that makes the most incredible. I own a the first Heath Ledger Joker they ever did, and they did three or four, maybe yeah. five versions. Uh, including one meticulously outfitted with hand grenades. So many hand grenades. On a a string under his coat. But there's another Joker they did that I never got, and I I really would love to get one day, and that's their uh, Jack Nicholson Batman Joker. Yes. The likeness is dead on. The costuming, like with the Heath Ledger Joker, the, the patterns of the clothing are identical to on screen. And... The volume of accessories this figure comes with, including the purple trench coat with his misnamed Posey. It was a lilac. Um, the orange bullhorn, the chattering teeth, the remote control and the gas mask for the Flugelheim, his little walkie-talkie, piles of cash that have been defaced. His cane, a uh, revolver with an extra long barrel, and a revolver with a bang flag, plus miscellaneous extra hands and his hat, of course. It's just, and they later came out with an Uncle Bingo Joker. I mean, they, the Hot Toys, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Because they produce these things, what, in a, in a frequency of probably 10 to 12 a year. Mm-hmm. And they are easily phenomenal, phenomenal, and any of them are phenomenal. And they are going to run you between two and three hundred dollars, but just and they're worth it. Just out of that's control. the thing is they're worth it, absolutely worth it. And let's let's play around a little bit of Batman. Uh, Toy Biz eventually loses the license to Kenner. Right. And Kenner goes buck wild on Batman, and occasionally they'll put out movie versions of the figures, including the really bizarre Bruce Wayne Batman. I really like that figure. With the weird tech turtleneck? Yes, he's got this crazy, like, I don't know where he bought this thing, but it's, uh, it's like the designers couldn't decide what they wanted on the... It was on the shirt, Gartrell. It was a, uh, it was a, that's a joke for exactly anybody who watched one episode of the Cosby Show. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got this figure of Bruce Wayne, and then you have a 
cowl and chest piece overlay, boots overlay, gauntlets overlay with a built-in batarang, and some kind of weird-ass giant, I don't know, it's like a field radio from MASH. You're just waiting for radar. Sparky, this is radar! Well, they go buck wild, right? Because all of a sudden, so the first line of those 89 Batman figures, the first wave, I guess, was Batman, Joker, Bob the Goon, and I think that was it. I believe you're right. There there was nothing more to it. And then people bought them, but they also had the first version of the Batcave, the Batwing, and the Batmobile that were in that as well as 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 vehicles and yeah toy biz you have to give them that toy biz did uh have some fun with like with the batmobile had uh some pop-up missile launchers uh too and then the uh that micro thin plastic cake cover still got that down here buddy (laughs) (laughs) to represent the shields looking at it right now god it was (laughs) so good it was such a good toy line it just it really and and i think bob okay so i think bob the goon was the first figure where it was our first Luis. It was our yes. first. It was the first time someone took an ancillary character, a really ancillary, like 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 not a powered character, not a, you know, not a member of the A team, but like uh, just the guy who took notes. Yeah, arranged meetings. Not attractive. Not a breakout star. It was, just... it was the photographer that with that weird ass camera from the late eighties. I mean, didn't everybody want one of those things? Uh, that character actor that got that got a, a a two minutes in that movie or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, and you know he's he's like good for photography and target practice, and that's about it. So uh, Batman was great, and the year after Batman, another comic book movie came out, um, a movie starring Warren Beatty and Madonna. Oh, yes, a movie called Dick Tracy. Can I call you Dick? I was obsessed with Dick Tracy. <laughs> I was fascinated by an article I found on the makeup team. Yeah, yeah. Because they were charged with bringing some of the craziest characters to life. Speaking of bringing the craziest characters to life, the same year, Playmates, home of Star Trek toys everywhere, um released a series of Dick Tracy toys um, and they were robust. Well, they were very much uh, trying to um, angle toward their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle market because the sculpts have a very turtles feel. Well, they do. They have that asymmetrical kind of bow-leggy wide body feel and I would like to look into, you know, what sculpts they based everything on and and that type of thing. But you had your big boy and your Dick Tracy, right? Then you had blank and brow. You had flat top, influence, itchy, lips, manilis, <laughs> prune face. You had prune face got a figure and mumbles got a figure in that first release. They had a I lot. I think Itchy got a figure as well. Itchy, I think uh, Steve the Tramp definitely got a figure. Yeah, Steve the Tramp was sort of the Bob the Goon of this line. Yeah, yeah. But they also did a police car and a bad guy getaway car. So, yeah, there you go. Like, that was a big one for me. I was obsessed with that line of toys, and I don't know why. 
And I think one of the things we're going to have to talk about when you talk about toys based on comic book movies, the toy companies inevitably, inevitably drop the ball. And spoiler alert, Madonna's character being the blank was given away by the action figure. So they like, they packaged it. If you never took it out of the package, you'd be none the wiser. But what appeared to be simply a hat and blank face was removable, revealing the character below. Well, that might be, Cole, that might be a good transitionary piece for us because you, you're, you're a master of the transition and didn't even know it. Because that <laughs> might be the first instance of something that we really wanted to talk about tonight, and that is toys spoiling movies. Because that might be the first spoiler in toy form. I think it may well be. Yeah. I did, well, actually, I, I, from a movie spoiler standpoint, and Eddie and I have talked about this on the Rantcore Pit, the Princess Leia in Bosch disguise. Oh, shit. Which You're I right. saw at a, basically this, Return of the Jedi event that Lucasfilm put on at, I think, 500 malls nationwide, which we're talking about like 10 malls per state. Yeah. Those were the average. days, man. Those were the days. You'd go see Tiffany and Star Wars at the mall. <laughs> that's right. Missed those days, and buddy. Two old white guys I, talking about the 80s. That's right. So the, the figure or the uh, – that action figure was on display at the Dallas area. Really? Jedi experience in their display case. I'm sure that probably several cases of these things were, you know, distributed amongst uh, their street teams when they would roll yeah, out into whatever. So, like, exactly. So not everybody necessarily had this same spoiler, but unfortunately, God, that figure even before it was released in stores, was available uh, to be seen. That is awesome. Because they packaged the helmet off to the side. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's rough. Um, but yeah, there have been some really, every year, especially now, with, with the Marvel movies, you know, how many of, we've had 30 no, more than 30, right? How many Marvel movies have we had now? God, oh I don't God. even know. I know. I, I've lost track. I think easily 30. And then the DC movies. Um, and then, you know, whatever other comic movies come out in the meantime, the X-Men movies that aren't Marvel Cinematic Universe movies <laughs> yet. You know, the, 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 the Netflix shows, the whatever it is, because we're not just talking about big screen. I mean, they're small screen figures made all the time now um there are spoilers constantly in toy form and i see articles every year <laughs> lego seems to be the biggest culprit um of of spoiling having spoilers built into their toys with things like and i think the reason is because lego does these grandiose scene you know set pieces yeah. versus just figures so there's like the battle with Thanos and, you know, whatever and blah, blah, blah. And there's like three figures included in there. And, you know, 
well, where did where, when did Black Panther show up in that fight? I didn't exactly. even know he was going to be in this movie. Well, you're you, you got spoiled, kid. That's, That's what Lego right. does. They bring joy and happiness and also sorrow and pain. Deal with it. It's the circle of life. But some of the more famous ones, I guess you're right. That is a big one. That is a big one. One of the ones that I remember personally was the um, they were real, real tight-lipped about, and I'm going to consider this a comic book movie, even though it's not necessarily just a comic book movie, okay? Yes. They were real, super tight-lipped about the new Godzilla, the Roland yes. Emmerich Godzilla. They wouldn't say anything about the movie, um, and this was, you know, before the internet, so <laughs> you weren't getting that hype. There weren't those leaks. So they could effectively, as long as it didn't show up in Fangoria or exactly. Starlog, you were going to be pretty safe from knowing what this thing looked like. And everybody was super amped because it was the first, in big air quotes, right? The first big budget American Godzilla movie. Um, what was that? Precisely. Oh, okay, because I, I thought maybe I missed one. But no, I don't think I did. I think there were a lot yeah. of imports. But I think this oh, is yeah. the first. Pretty much everything that had ever shown in American cinema were just imported uh, Japanese films. And they kept this thing so tight. And I remember being very excited for this movie to come out. Grew up on Godzilla. You know, was super into it. Um, and then they, as they do with most toys, wanted to get the toys into the hands of people prior to the movie being released. Released the Godzilla <laughs> figures in advance of the movie and then everybody was and that then there was a shitstorm because Godzilla looked like an iguana. Yes. <laughs> and everybody was upset. And I remember that and I remember being upset by it too. Um do you have any that come to mind immediately? Like <laughs> Oh did, gosh. I'm trying to think uh, yeah, there there are always these little spoilers that come out and uh I think one that is classified as a spoiler, but I remember seeing it myself and thinking that it was more the toy company trying to, you know, squeeze another toy out of the mix. Sure. And that was Aquaman in the classic orange and green. Right. Yes. I, yes, you are correct. And it turns out that, you know, that did appear in the movie, but I kind of figured it might have been just a repaint uh, of, you know, an actual figure from the from the line just to, you know, oh, look, here's here's what it would look like if the movie actually... Because yeah, DC does some weird shit sometimes like that. Yeah. So I remember thinking that, too. Um, the other one that, uh, that very, very recently I remember seeing was the latest Marvel Legends. God love them. They're my bread <laughs> and butter, and I love them dearly. But they release their toys well in advance of a movie release. They, yes. always, they always have. They'll throw some curveballs into their toy lines, which I always liked. So if you've got a Black Panther toy line, you might have some a weird figure show up in there that is not in the movies, and that brings a bunch of speculation. I'm trying to remember one that did that, because you and I would talk about those all the time, where it would be like, oh, well, this toy line's coming out for this movie, and it's got this toy in it. You know, or this action figure in it. Exactly. Maybe this person, maybe this figure is in in the movie. And nine nine times out of ten, that they aren't. Yes, but, exactly. That but, happens so often. It's just a matter of trying to flesh out a line. 
Right, and it be, and that's what it comes down to is we need other things. Let's make some fans happy by putting in a figure that makes no sense in this line, like the Serpent Society. But we need to get them all out there. I remember the when the end game figures started coming out, <laughs> or when we started realizing that they were coming out. There were a bunch of figures in whether it be two pack or there was one in the line with that that jumpy spacesuit time jumpy suit in it and and everybody immediately knew oh well there's going to be new uh everybody's going to be in new costumes what does this mean exactly and you know that's not a huge spoiler but still you you can't like if you were trying to stay away from everything about that movie (laughs) that wouldn't happen so yeah you you might just be Innocently strolling the aisles of Walmart, and all of a sudden, oh, too late. Yep. And you know that—that's the, the problem with trying to get the toys to market. And even the odd times when there's a street date, there's always somebody posting on Facebook or somewhere. Oh, look, they didn't—you know—they ignored the street date, and I already got my figures. And it's like come October. If you don't want to see what everybody looks like in episode nine of Star Wars, stay away from the world. <laughs> right. It's like Game of Thrones or anything else. Just stay off the internet for about a week, two weeks. Um, but yeah, the, it was always interesting with me that, um, for me, that toys had a propensity to spoil them as a, to spoil things as a, as a function of the fact that they need to make money, so they're going to be pushing these things out to the market before the movie comes out. Oh yeah. And the other interesting thing in listening to, um, in listening to that panel or watching that panel was hearing them talk about times that they screwed up <laughs> because they aren't getting when you're releasing these toys three or four months in advance of a movie, those toys need to be finished so that they can be produced a year in advance. So they're getting this information about the figures and the suits um, and what they look like and what these guys are from sketches, from descriptions, and they're having to figure out what they look like. So one of them that was really interesting was if you if you built the... Um, the Ant-Man Build-A-Figure. Oh, yeah, the, the Giant Man. Uh-huh. It has what looks like like uh, Reebok shoes from the 90s with a giant <laughs> tongue yes. sticking up. They didn't know what to do with that, so that's what they made. <laughs> they also made everything really dull when it was supposed to be really shiny. Like, there was a bunch of mistakes, and they were like, "We, you know, you just don't know any better what that's going to look like until... You get it, until the movie comes out, and we go yeah. to see the movie, and we're like, "Got that right? Got that wrong? Got that right? <laughs> exactly. Got that wrong?" So I thought that was a really interesting uh, little concept that they were talking about too. Um, so Cole, what do you want to talk about here? We can talk about a bunch of different stuff. Let's uh, take a look because Marvel Legends is sort of the obvious go-to when you talk about well, for us, for sure, movie and television tie-ins. But there are so many others. Um, you know, like the uh, human target action figures. Oh, shit. No, I just made that up. There, there was a human target television show. Yes, there was. Watch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, did you hear how excited my voice got? Let's go! I, I heard your heart stop. Uh, you moment. should feel bad about yourself for what you just did. Because there was I the possibility of another of a Jackie Earl Haley action figure in my future. <laughs> <laughs> my hand was moving to Amazon. Like, I, I, uncontrollable <laughs> of the rest of my body. I just look over my hands on the keyboard to the computer. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Damn it, Cole. But there, there are a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there are some uh, television-based sure. superhero toys. Uh, not enough, which is odd because, you know, the movie has more of a finite duration than most television shows. Right, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, exactly. Why have we never seen anything from yeah, but then again, it does. How well does it lend itself? Um, so oftentimes, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to wind up going right back to Marvel Legends because they did the deed, as it were, and gave us uh, Netflix. Yes, they did. And chill figures. And they gave us cute little boots, cute little pockets. And, cute and little yeah, boots. they gave us some sweet little pockets there. Sweet too. little boots. <laughs> Damn it, never, never going to go away. No, not if you keep perpetuating it yourself. I want it to live forever. That is my legacy. Right. Ah, that is what you leave behind for future generations. That's right. So, but I did, like, recently uh, some of the DC, uh, the direct market uh, has been really good about uh, Marvel Select and um, – Whatever the DC icons, is it? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of figures from the CW shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That exist because the direct market embraces it more than perhaps uh, other toy companies feel the regular retail market would. The department stores and toy stores that remain. Um, I got a really nice Hawkwoman from the uh, television version, which will go really nice, or Hawkgirl, whatever she's called, and uh, that'll go really nice in my comic book version once I get that one up on the ceiling. Um, and you, you're seeing a lot of that now, like I say, especially in the direct market, but uh, in other toys, you know, Funko, God forbid they miss a single anything. Well, can we you, – you said something that sparked my imagination, and I thought back to another toy line that I had a few of, not enough, and not more than I would want. I want mm. – I I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to have to go back and find all of these, okay? It, it seems like if we're living in the Tanzanite age now – Maybe the maybe 1990 was the unobtainium age because we talked about the Batman and the Batman Returns figures, the Dick Tracy figures. Another toy line based on a comic book, this time a TV show, was released. It was released by Kenner, and it was a little show called Swamp Thing. Ah, yes. Swamp Thing got a series because they took this horrific show slash movie by Alan Moore um, and uh, and decided it needed to be a, a, like a like a and they did this so it needed to be a weekly it needed to be weekly and it needed to be a cartoon much like the Rambo cartoon um, it's like and the Robocop cartoon yeah Paul Verhoeven is just kicking something um, but there were 
a, a bevy of decent little Swamp Thing figures in this line. Um, you know, and the funny thing is they work for Swamp Thing. In the Batman lines and in the superhero lines, you know, you got like all these wild ass Batman figures. Batman Lava Shield, Batman yeah, Ice Protect. Exactly. You know, like all these crazy ass now so but Swamp Thing did it right. I mean you had you, you know, you had like a camouflage and a glowing and a capture and a climbing. They all kind of work with the character, but you also got a uh, a Skin Man, a Bayou Jack, an Anton Arcane, <laughs> a Weed Killer, a Top. These are dark ass characters, by the way. Yes, a playset of that was the uh, the Transducer playset, which is where you make Unmen. Like what? Like this is a wild, wild concept <laughs> for toys. <laughs> like, go read. Yeah, yeah, Billy. Um, you know, you you. Yeah, you watch that cartoon. Here, here's about 18 issues of Swamp Thing. <laughs> ah! Yeah. It, it's worse than that, you know, little girl who grows up to read Teen Titans and discovers that Teen Titans and Teen Titans are entirely different. Right, <laughs> right. Entirely different. Entirely not the same. Um, so, yeah, that was one I definitely thought about for a second and then wanted and- to bring up. Yeah, and it's it's funny because television is strangely ignored, but there's some really good TV toys out there. But man, the the movies are bringing us the toys. Uh, DC uh, was it Infinite has that, that amazing uh, Shazam figure. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the, the multiverse. Yeah, the DC. Yeah, the multiverse, multiverse figures. Right. Yeah, yeah. They got they they they're doing a really decent job i don't think they get enough credit and i don't think we give them enough credit on on this show but they do you know i've started to have a fairly fleshed out collection of those figures and they do a real decent job of of putting out some quality quality figures yes indeed including a a really nice val kilmer Batman. Oh yeah, especially now because you've got the, uh, the the Kilmer Batman. You've got a Devito Penguin, I think, coming yeah, up. It's out. It's out now. Or it's out now. Yeah. And then you have uh, the amazing Linda Carter Wonder Woman, and good on them for making that. Well, and I did want to talk a little bit, and I, I do want to talk about what we would like to see. You know. Yes, we definitely need to talk about that. But because... before we get there, I did want to talk. There were a few companies because what's really interesting is. And we've talked about licensing wars in the past. Um, and I think for all of your licensing wars information, feel free to tune into Toys That Made Us or, you know, any documentary that talks about any particular toy and you can hear all about it. Um, but for, you know, and I think you, didn't you just have a conversation on Isle of Toys with someone who was really tied back into like the actual like, behind-the-scenes mechanics of getting a toy Yeah, in fact, on the latest episode, you can watch it on the Isle of Toys Facebook page. Um, one of the authors of Engineering and Empire uh, was was on the uh, show with us and had amazing insights on the whole process of Kenner going from seeking the license for the Star, seeking the Star Wars license to actual you know, the production, the uh, engineering, the 
design, everybody involved, and uh, it's an amazing book. So uh, you should look that up, Engineering and Empire, because it's uh, it's just in, an incredible, uh, well worth the price because it's it's a chronicle of something that would never get coverage otherwise. Well, and the thing that was the the the, the one that I really wanted to talk about was NECA, NECA, because. They've done some of the most wild, interesting pickups in licensing because I think they kind of went. We talk about like Boom Studios and in in comics form, these people that just pick up crazy licenses and then run with them and create these amazing comic books out of them, right? Yes. Well, that's sort of what NECA has done. NECA has and, done. And thank you, by the way, because I always wondered, is it NECA, is it NECA? I, and I it turns know. out it's – because you went and did the research, it turns out it's National Entertainment Collectibles Association. I had no idea. Right, because I, I didn't either. But I got to thinking about that company and what they've done because you cannot – like you cannot go into a toy store now and not see their name on pegs next to Hasbro Kenner Toy Biz. Which is pretty amazing. They pulled what McFarlane did years ago. Yeah, yeah. And matter and of fact, they find their way into that grueling market. Well, that's but that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. They're almost the image comics of toy makers. And what's ironic about that is when they started, because it's in the history of, of of what they did. But when they created, when they became what they are now, they pulled. A bunch of sculptors. I, I think it was 1996. No, it was two. It was like it was. They pulled a bunch of sculptors in in 2001 from McFarland Toys, and they started making figures for <laughs> NECA. And you know, you had figures based on a, a movie that was well underserved. That was a comic book movie that's near and dear to our hearts which is The Crow. Um, yeah, yes. They started making... The first one they did was was Beetlejuice. And it went like hot damn cakes. Of course. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> but then, you know, they've made figures for... You know, they made figures for The Crow. They made figures that nobody was... Nobody was making. Because they didn't think that there was a, a market for... At that point, Adult Collector, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Crow, or, you know, any of these kind of niche licenses... And exactly. they started selling them because they got in front of the adult collector market at a reasonable price that wasn't hot toys priced or, you know, they could, they could sit, they could live they on They found pegs. that price point that we were looking for as collectors and delivered amazing merchandise in the process. Right. And, and it's just really, really cool. And they've taken some really, really cool risks. Um, I have on my shelf the, the six inch, or the, I guess it's the six and you know six point seven five inch, whatever size we we collect. Um, Michael Keaton Batman, which is a phenomenal likeness. But next yes. to that, <coughs> the same sculpt is the one based on the Batman NES video game. <laughs> yes. It's like purple and blue and like you know turquoise and mauve. Because they just couldn't, for some reason, do the colors right for the, you know. So they've taken some really cool risks, and they it continues. I have a Michael Keaton 
Batman that is two feet tall. It's the big, giant Batman. Oh, yeah, that's an amazing piece there. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it's one of my favorite pieces. And it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing figure. You know, they're making amazing stuff because they were willing to take a risk and make crazy crap that no one else <laughs> makes. And, and, and in the same vein, setting the, the asphalt, laying the groundwork for Funko to come in after them and buy every license known to man. Yes. And, and make their, make their stuff. And I think the, I think I figured out the way they do that is I think that they probably have bobbleheads as a different license than action figures. So they yeah, just, that's nobody's doing it, and they just went whole hog, and they were probably cheap to buy. So as licensing goes, everything got really fractured to let more players in on the market, and you know ultimately that's good for the license holder because that's just that many more yeah uh, licensees for them throwing money at them but they've made um you know adam west batman figures yes that i have the play i have one of the play sets the bat cave play set the adam west oh that and that reminds of course mattel did the the 60s batman line and funko uh and their reaction line did 60s batman as well and in the the latter line you've got things like bookworm Mm -hmm. yep and captain cold or i'm sorry mr freeze rather and uh Two versions, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, indeed. There was the Eli Wallach and the um, Otto Preminger, right? Preminger. And I was I bought mine blind, hoping for Otto Preminger on Amazon, and that's the one I got. Thank goodness. Um, it would have been fun to have both, but I really, really wanted the uh, the Otto Preminger one, and uh, and King Tut. Yeah, you can get a Vincent Price figure now. Yeah, another company had done Egghead. I wish that the uh, reaction line had fared better and given us Egghead as well. Oh, man. All right, so let's talk about but what we, we yeah. want. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's really why we're here is to talk about us. That's right. We wanted what we would love to see in the, the future of Marvel Legends. And I have to applaud uh, Hasbro for bringing us uh, the Marvel Legends that – you know, some of them have become spun gold, and they're finding ways to get those back into your hands. Yeah. Like, the movie Vision is, and the, the movie Scarlet Witch were both becoming impossible to find, so the answer to Scarlet Witch was to put it in a two-pack with Vision, which nobody could find. Right. And then they're kind of correcting that coming up this late this year, early next year, with uh, the movie version of Vision, the, uh, the, the Betany, uh, on... Uh, and a regular I'm I'm of two minds, and here's why. As somebody who goes out of their way when they really, really, really want one, I build figures. <laughs> so I, you know, I busted my ass to build an Ant-Man, build a figure, and now you'll be able to buy it as a standalone figure. That yes. sort of bothers me. I'll be yeah, honest. That, I'll give you that, because... Well, by way of example, um, Abomination right. was a Build-A-Figure, and then they put it in a different paint job in a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Right. And now, if I'm not mistaken, several other Build-A-Figure, uh, like the Hulkbuster was released with a Hulk. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, they're about to re-release it by itself, and Sauron's going to get released. 
See, I got. A, I saw pictures of that somewhere, and I cannot find them again. I got a little bit of a problem with that. You, if you're if you're going to do it, give me a different paint job so that as somebody who was, you know, a gold star, bought everything to make it happen and hunted them down, so I can still have the build a figure. That's all I ask at the end. Of exactly. The day. I mean, they did that with Abomination, and you know, the build a figure has a far superior paint job, so. You know, good on them for that, but um, I'm with you there. You know, it seems like you're forcing me to buy all these figures or track down the parts in the aftermarket, only to come along a few years later and say, oh, here you go. Not so, to worry. So what do you want to see? What do I want to see? One figure I really feel is missing in the realm of the comic book Avengers is Jocasta. Okay. And I want to see the classic version of Jocasta with that weird little, uh, you know, metal hairdo thing going on and the and the garter etched into her leg. Because, I mean, she's a robot after all, so it all came out of the mold that way. Right. I, that's, that's a character I think we really need in the Marvel Universe uh, because we've got a bunch of really cool characters. Uh I've talked about this before on in certain venues. Jack of Hearts. Oh yeah, an insane paint job, but we need the Jack well, of Hearts. He's not an eternal, is he? No, I. But he's like you know he's one of those cosmic characters that needs you know. And, and we're getting to the point where like how many decades, and we're finally getting the comic book Vulture. I the know the original Vulture. I know. Finally. But it also speaks to the fact that we've we've got this sort of thing coming. And I want to see, um, additionally, I'd love to see a, a line that showcases Alpha Flight. Yeah. Because we've got Guardian. You know, they did that damn Build-A-Figure puck, which was during that period of Hit Monkey where they were sure. really ripping you off. Um, but, you know, and build a box from Alpha Flight. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It would be a fun Build-A-Figure. While we're on Eternals and Jack of Hearts, uh, because there's an Eternals movie coming out, we need to shine a light on the Eternals. Um, give me a Star Fox figure. Oh, yes. Uh, Eros, well, a.k.a. Star Fox. There's a horny bastard that he is. Give me that. We're getting a gray She-Hulk, um, a, a, a more recent She-Hulk. I would still like... A, either A, a She-Hulk in the Fantastic Four. Oh, suit. now see, that's that's a no-brainer, an easy one for them to pull off. Yeah, and I'll tell you what I would really like that is probably a, a way far left-field figure. Yeah. And that is Jen Walters as She-Hulk in, like, the... the the jacket and the pencil skirt. Oh yeah, like she's she's going to court look. with the briefcase. Yeah, like that would be a great, just a great little figure to have. Um, and one that I really want, um, since I since they're doing a a show, and one that I've always wanted, but now it's it's absolutely capable of being done. If we look at the the head sculpts on these figures that are coming out, one that I really really want is a movie-accurate Helmet Zemo figure ah. from Winter Soldier, because I'm such a sucker yeah. for that movie that I would love to have 
that figure. Not not Zemo with the mask, just the character from the movie. Maybe in a two-pack, you know. Yeah, almost certainly in a two-pack, because I'd love to see a uh, Michael Douglas, Hen- uh, Henry Pym. Oh, shit. That's good. That's you know. really good. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, a brilliant thing to have. Um Really God, there's so many, so many ways to go with this. Well, let's uh, look at let's look at some TV shows. You know, there are some there are some wants that I have right from some of the TV shows that in, even in the past that we never got. Yes, um, one of the ones that I always wanted and was and I'm still pretty upset that they never nobody picked up the license. It only lasted one season, but this would be like an NECA one shot figure. Would be. Do you remember the Human TV Target? show? God damn it! I hate you so much. I hate you. <laughs> release them. D- DC Multiverse needs to release Human Target figures. That's all I'm saying. Um, Somebody yeah. needs to make that damn plane. That was freaking cool. It was a cool ass show. All right. It didn't get its fair shake. That's all I'm saying. Is um, do you remember just the show The Cape? Hmm. Oh, I, I don't know if I ever saw it, but I, uh, it I remember origi- the name. It was an original concept comic book show where the guy had, like, a magic-weighted cape. He was a carny, or he was a cop, and he did something with some carnies, and he ended up with this cape, and he was fighting um, uh, a villain that was basically, like, chess. You know, he was patterned after the game of chess. Mm. Um, And it was a hell of a fun show. It was one hell of a fun show, and we never got any action figures, even just a cape action figure, like in a one-off from... NECA would have bought the crap out of that. Um, <laughs> that's one, guys. I'm, I'm looking at you out there. Uh, make that a reality. Are there any that from TV shows? Because I can tell you one right now. Can you guess what I'm thinking of right now? Mantis. Mantis. Yes, but no. Now I want it. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. What about Amazon's The Tick? Cole? Oh, my God. Yes, because The Tick has had – there is uh, – what was it? Uh, Bandai, back in its day, did a figure, did figures based on the Fox, the short-lived Fox mm-hmm. Tick show. Patrick Wharton and yeah, yeah. So uh, we have uh, Tick, Arthur, Batman, Well, and uh, oh, what was, was her it name? Lib- was it uh, Liberty or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, just think about the figures that you could get, though. I want to have the Amazon show, Cole. I want to have a going away from television very briefly, but I want a uh, Kevin Spacey, not Kevin Spacey. uh, (laughs) I was wondering where you were going to go with that. (laughs) What do you want? Uh, Kevin Spacey is like the modern version of uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Anyway, the, the movie Luther with a removable wig. Oh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, yes. We need a Hackman Luther. Come on. We need a Richard Pryor. We need a Hackman Luther. We need a, um, we need a, uh, what was Nuclear Man? Oh, ouch. I mean, that would be fun. It would be a great little figure. It would be a great little series of figures. You could do, you could do all the different Supermen and you could do it. Didn't they do in that same line that they did, um, the, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. Didn't they do a Reeves Superman? I believe they did. I know they did a Wesley Ship Flash that you can't yes. find. Yeah, right. Your life. 
right? I, I think I saw that Linda Carter uh, Wonder Woman once, and it was gone the next time, and I never saw it again. Um, yeah, no, you are. Gene Hackman with removable wig would be fantastic. <laughs> no, but I just, I can't, now I can't get my brain out of this tick mode, where you could have, um, what was the name of the boat? Murder boat? Oh, Danger Boat. Danger Boat's, um, Danger Boat playset. You could have all of the ancillary, uh, superheroes from the, uh, from the last season. Okay, uh, Funko, Super 7, if you guys are listening, I want, this is gonna go way off base, because it's just like it. straight out of a comic and has nothing to do with movie. I want a Herbie Villachez action figures. So oh, you who doesn't? You can't outweird me, buddy. Now, I want in the reaction line, I want the entire canceled Adrian Vite superhero, the Ozymandias hero set that appears in the ad copy in the back of an issue of Watchmen. Holy shit. I want a full set of six three and three quarter inch Watchmen figures and an Archie playset. <laughs> <laughs> I want what the people existing in that universe never got. So you want to go inside. You want to go so meta that you go inside of the Watchmen universe and get to live in their universe. That's right. By getting their three and three-quarter inch figures. That they were denied. Okay. They just need to do a straight-up Vertigo. I know this isn't TV show related, right? But they, it's, I don't care if it's a movie or TV show related at this point. They need to do a straight up Vertigo series with like the multiverse figures where we get a, a Starman, a Jack Knight Starman, where we get a, uh, V from V for Vendetta, where we get an animal man that's accurate to the, the Vertigo animal man's, you know, comics. Absolutely. Like, that's the shit that... An Invisibles line of action figures, you sons of bitches. Make that happen. <laughs> ah. God damn. Who do, do I keep punching in the face to get that done? Movies. And, okay, years ago, uh, Johnny Lightning, who were known best for doing um, Hot Wheels-type die-cast cars. Sure, yeah. And they did some movie licenses as well. They actually did action figures based on Mystery Men. Okay. They weren't great, but they weren't terrible. But I kept thinking, guys, you missed the boat. You guys make miniature vehicles. Why do I not have the Shoveler's giant-ass station wagon mm -hmm. and the Herkimer Battle Jitney? <laughs> I've got a collection of Hot Wheels and, you know, related scale vehicles. I've got the Ecto-1. I've got the Lotus Esprit Sub from uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Got the Jurassic Park, uh, you know, automatic electric car, classic TV Batmobile, Mach 5, the uh, DeLorean time machine. I've got the damn Homer, for God's sake. I've got a Flintstones car. Why do I not have a little miniature Herkimer battle jitney? Why do I not have the last of the V8 Interceptus? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Got uh, Batman on the damn bat pod. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, These God. are just on my desk, you know, that I can see handy. All right, we need to wrap this up. Do you have any final thoughts for our the lovely people? Because like, the, the, it's it's just interesting that uh, you know the history. Yes, I think 
before, and, and it, it, it was, it fin- I think we finally, it finally found its footing when it realized adults wanted to buy action figures, but before that, it was wild. Like I yeah. said, there's some wild-ass shit out there. There's a, what did I tell you, there was an animal, or a, a, a manimal, there was a manimal line of figures, there was an auto-man line of figures, like, there is some wild, wild stuff out there that they tried to, to jump in front of. Um, but, yeah, do you have any final thoughts? All I can say is that I'm very much looking forward to the upcoming Marvel cinematic, the next phase, because it's going to bring us so many new characters that, you know, we're likely going to get to see in action figure form. Right. And one of the things that is really exciting to me is we have a Marvel Legends Shang-Chi, which we've talked about coming, and I'll be uh, be able to do what I'm doing already. I've got a the very first um, Marvel Legends movie Black Panther, the cinematic Black Panther, and I've got the fir- the uh, the Wal- Walmart uh, comic one. Okay. And it's great to be able to, you know, have those side by side. It is. And I'm looking forward to doing the same with, um, undoubtedly, the the cinematic Shang-Chi figure, along with the comic version. Once it hits? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, who's... Uh, the the world exploded over the weekend with news of, of the Shang-Chi movie. <laughs> um, with, with news of Marshala Ali... Um, Oscar-winning actor <laughs> playing Blade. Um, <coughs> news of <coughs> big news with you know the new the new movies and the sequels and 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 you know little spoilers here and there about what we're going to see. Um, I, I'm this is truly we've said it every year. This is truly the Tanzanite age for the comic book fan because the comics are getting altogether better um yeah i promise we'll talk about comic books again soon um the uh, movies are getting insane and the toys are coming out at a frequency and a quality at which we never imagined they would oh exactly this is just been insane yeah okay cole so i'm gonna wrap her up thank you all right yeah thank you everybody Thank you, everybody. Go ahead and give us our plugs, and we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Very good. We're coming to you from the Jedi Cole Universe, JediCole.com. You can write to us at jcumail at yahoo.com. And uh, be sure and check out my other live streaming podcasts on dallasonair.com. That is, of course, the Rancor Pit Live on the first and third Sundays of every month at uh, 1030 to 1130 a.m. Central Time so you don't wind up, like, you know, not finding us. And uh, preceded on the third uh, Sunday of every month by my other show, Isle of Toys, from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m., and that is um, A-I-S-L-E, Isle of Toys. Be sure and check out the uh, Facebook pages for both to see past episodes from our live stream on Facebook. We do uh, live stream from DallasOnAir.com as well as on the Facebook Live on each of the subsequent channels. And uh, that's proved to be a really good archive. And uh, get out there and collect us some toys. And, and God, 
you it's it's going to be I'm, my I'm hurting this year already. My wallet is hurting already this year. Also, communicate with the toy companies. Let your voice be heard. Let them know what you want to see coming out. Um, like, frankly, I want to see an expansion of the Inhumans beyond what we already have. They're fascinating characters, and I'd like to see the classic versions. They've done good so far, but I want to see the classic version of Triton like they did in the three and three quarter inch scale. I want to see the classic Karnak with his big mm-hmm. giant headpiece there and his little Fu Manchu mustache. And I want to see Gorgon. You see Hoofy McStopperson. That's right. And, you know, there's the later versions, which I personally dislike. I'm just, I'm for the classic Lee and Kirby oh, versions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So All get right. that to us. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at HK Comics Show, Facebook, Internet, Twitter, Internet, Instagram, Internet, all of the Internet. Um, yeah, so uh, buy, collect, enjoy your comics, your toys, your movies, whatever makes you happy. And we'll be back next week with more Hey Kids Comics. Ain't that right, Cole? That's right. That's right, baby. Herbie Villachez 2020 action figure San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con. I'm going, baby. 